The following podcast is completely fictional. All of the characters, even those based on real people, are fictional. They are just impressions by a weird dude talking to himself for your enjoyment. Hola, bramigos. What up, what up, everybody? It is Above the Dave. Welcome to another episode of the Lot Scene Podcast. Today, I'm going to give you my top five new best jam bands. That's right. I did my research, and this is my current list of the up-and-coming rising stars in this scene. After that, we're going to speak with Rex, who is a security guard who works at Starlin Ballroom in New Jersey. And we're going to get a little perspective of what it's like to work security at a Disco Biscuit show. Speaking of which, we are then going to speak with Mark Brownstein and John Gutwillig of the Disco Biscuits, and we're going to talk about future tour dates. So excited about that. And then finally, we are going to speak with Bill Nershi of String Cheese Incident. So I hope my words aren't muddled, because it's time to get puddled on another episode of The Lot Scene. <laughs> They say, above the Dave, who are your top new jam bands? Who are the new bands exciting you? Just kidding. No one asked me my opinion about anything. But I'm going to give you my opinion on this. And plenty more other things. Because I got a fucking podcast. Simple as that, people. And today, I want to tell you who I think are the five best new jam bands. And here's what I can tell you about this list. First and foremost, I am not going to be including either the band Goose or Billy Strings because I believe that these bands have already cornered out their little part of the jam band market at this point. I think it, it's a it's a done deal more or less for both of them. Not to say it, it's not to say that they're going to be the next big thing, but I excluded them from this top 5 because I think word is out at this point on both of those groups because really if i'm being totally honest the best new bands artists uh, would definitely include goose and billy strings they fit within the parameters of what i am looking for for this list but i do want to start by saying that they are not on this list because i think that they are commonly known groups if you don't know about goose and you don't know about billy strings please jump in into their music and give it a listen because it's great however I do want to make it also clear that none of the five bands uh, are the next Fish or the next Grateful Dead or 
you know, and that's okay because that's not the point. The point is not to be the next fish. But just if I'm being ultra critical, none of the bands that I'm going to talk about today in their first five to ten years of existence, which all of these bands fall into, uh, have put out even a fraction as good of a catalog of original music as the Dead, Fish, or frankly even the Disco Biscuits or String Cheese. I'm just being ultra critical on that, but I'm just letting you know that's how I feel. I don't think any of the bands, or Mo, I don't think any of these bands have put out that uh, quality, that caliber of songwriting. You know, if you look at Jerry Garcia and Robert Hunter, if you look at what Tom Marshall and Trey did, if you look at what John Gutwillig and Mark Brownstein did in their first six years, seven years as a band, which would be 95 to 2002, I mean, that's a look at the songs that they wrote. I'm an absolute uh, beast, <laughs> jam monsters. And, and so that's what Trey did, uh, especially in those early years. Obviously, we know this and, and The Grateful Dead. So what they did in the 60s. Come on. It, none of these bands have written songs that are that catchy, that are that complicated, frankly. I don't think any of the bands uh, are even maybe even pushing new worlds of jamming that those three bands were doing. I don't even think Fish actually was even doing that much jamming in those first you know six, seven years. So I'm going to exclude them. I know Biscuits came in and they jammed so long and it was like so much jamming and then peaking like they would just peak and peak and peak and peak and that was new and exciting you know coming from fish into biscuits because you're like this band is like it's just just shredding and peaking and it's like and now new fish today they're they're doing that shit and so yes to be ultra critical going into this list i want to be a realist as well uh and so i realistically can tell you that i don't believe any of the five bands i'm going to tell you are going to be the next any of those just because in their short existence even though every band it goes on a different path right now i can say that no one's putting out that caliber of 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 music uh what i can also tell you is that these five bands definitely have what it takes to carve out uh their own following and and large segment of this jam band community. Uh, I think all of them are already doing that, but I am picking bands that I'm hoping you really don't know too much about and that you want to go and, and check out. What I'm looking for is something that's original, something that has soul, has grit, and a band that sounds like they're trying to separate themselves from the pack and also are trying to push some limits on what they're doing live. So some of these bands have, are stronger in some categories than others. Let's just jump into it, and let's get this top five going. All right, so the first band on my top five new jam bands is Ghostlight. That's right, Tom Hamilton's new band just dropped their second album. They pumped out two albums pretty quick. Their songwriting is excellent. It's unique. It's Tom Hamilton's songwriting, which, you know, you may know him from J-Rad. You may know him from Billy and the Kids. He's, he's everywhere. But if you know Tom Hamilton from Brothers Past, then you know that Tom Hamilton is a great and unique songwriter and a cherished voice in this scene. Because as a Biscuit guy, I can tell you that, like, when Brothers Past were, were around, there's a, there was a community of... Biscuit fans who also were diehard Brothers Past people 
And they would never stop telling you that, yeah, biscuits are cool, but I'm Brothers Pass. Like, Brothers Pass, they had this cult, uh, obsessed following. And it really was because those people just thought that his songwriting was superior. Their jams, they, they jammed a ton too, but like super unique. And so he's taking that in this new band and he's writing great original music. They even sometimes play some Brothers Pass songs live. But he's got a band, some some dudes, some ladies, and a bunch of different songwriters, a bunch of different perspectives and voices. It's like a modern day uh, Fleetwood Mac situation happening, I guess. Uh, maybe less cocaine and fighting and incest, but uh, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe they're all banging and doing coke off each other. Uh, maybe that's why the music they're that they're making is pretty good. I always find that tension. Is, is, a, is a key for great songwriting. Uh, not to say that that's happening here, but it's worked for others. The, uh, what I can tell you is that they uh, have really beautiful songwriting and great jamming led by the incredible uh, shredding of, of Tom Hamilton. Man, this guy, it's, it's definitely a nice showcase for him to solo like Tom Hamilton likes the solo. Less J-Rad, which he gets to do his thing there too but this is some straight tom hamilton shredding style that uh i'm sure he's he's loving and he seems passionate about this group and he should be because they are really exciting everyone that sees them says you got to check them out and if i'm looking at songwriting this is one of the best songwriting jam bands that's come out and they've only been around a few years and so Tom Hamilton knows how to write great music. He's got some great bandmates that also really have a wonderful ear and a unique voice. And it's just nice music. <laughs> uh, so I'm starting with them. Number one, Ghost Light. Go check them out. Check out their new album. Next, I am putting a band from South Florida, of all places. And that band is Tanned. Tanned, the band. They're awesome. Have you ever heard of Tanned? You should check them out. Tan from South Florida. They are a five-piece group, I believe. Here's what they're strong at. They're strong at covers, like really good, and and delivering you covers in cool new ways with, with really long jams, like MGMT's Time to Pretend, but like 30 minutes long, and Karma Police, I heard. And uh, they they can sing well. Their original music, pretty good. It's 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 catchy enough. It's definitely jam bandy. It's it's a little goose. It's a little you know. I mean they're Florida, so you know there's a little. It's rock, uh, but it's an it's it's got a nice mix of composition with honestly pretty good lyrics. They're generally kind of happy lyrics. They're definitely doing some pleasant music. All right, but what I can tell you is that that their strength is in their jamming their strength is in their bravery to keep pushing that jamming if you look at their times on their songs they're always pushing that 15 15 minute plus jams i mean left and right these guys like to jam and they 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 like to push it into that 20 plus 25 plus minute jamming every time they get on stage and i appreciate that i think it's only healthy for a band if you've been around five years, six years, is to get up there and push and push. It's not always going to stick. But these guys, I'll tell you, they they soar. Their music soars. They got that, you know, right now, the thing right now is electro funk rock. 
bad, I don't know if it's a product of the music that's coming out in the main, mainstream or if it's these people are, are being raised on different music, obviously, than people 20 years ago. So it, there is a certain influence of house music, electronic music, disco biscuits, whatever you want to say, that I honestly see in many acts. Uh, that was the case 20 years ago, but that is no longer like a new pioneering move. Like pigeons playing ping pong. Uh, there, it's all just, you know, Lotus. It's all just, it, it just, that keen thing just keeps coming back. The, the electro disco funky jam band, right? Uh, if you're going to do that, that's cool. A lot of the groups I'm going to talk about are like that, but I, I'm going to say that Tand, it's going to come down to songwriting and Tand has good songs. Uh, I'm excited to hear what they're going to keep doing. And they're, I just like seeing how much they're pushing it with their jams. And so I definitely have my eyes on them. You can check them out on nugs.net if you've never listened to them. I think you might be pleasantly surprised that they're, they're pretty solid. So uh, that's making my fourth spot. Uh, number three, I'm going to be hitting you with a electro uh, funky jam band. And that jam band is named Litz. L-I-T-Z. Uh, Litz are based out of Maryland, Fredericksburg, I believe. And they are awesome. They're great. Super original sound. Uh, they are not afraid to get dark in their music. I really, really appreciate that. I find a lot of jam music a little too light, a little too happy, a little too goofy sometimes. And, and I'm saying this as a fish guy and a ween guy. I love goofy. I love humor. But it's hard, man, to walk that line. I always really respect humor when it's done well whether you're frank zappa or colonel bruce hampton uh you know i appreciate walking that line but it's tough and i think a lot of jam bands today then you might be coming off a little more like you're like a sad virgin than like a cool guy who knows jokes so i like these guys because they go dark i like that they uh write music that has some balls to it and they're good songs it is really solid songwriting. It's got a little sax, so it's got this like almost dark Pink Floydy sax. You know, I don't know if I'm just saying that because there's a saxophone, but they operate uh, on their own planet, and I like that. Like Litz is like when they take the stage and they play a set, you're going into their world, and it still falls under the electro funky band. But this one, if you're looking for something with a little grit to it, a little darkness, but also you could dance hard to it. And their songwriting is solid. And I'm really also excited to see how much more they can develop this sound and how much they're gonna move on from this sound and expand on that sound. What they got right now is a nice bass to say, hey, we're over here and this is what we sound like and this is what we're doing. And, and I haven't heard too many acts that get over there and right now with how many jam bands there are than and have been i i like what they're doing and i think it's original which is huge moving on band number three i want to talk about of my top five new jam bands is another funk group but it's in a we're going in a different direction this time and that funk band i want to talk about is yam 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 uh don't sing there they there's no lyrics it's just funk. It's just instrumental funk. The compositions that they're putting together are super freaking good and tight. And this band is locked in and they put you in a good mood. Probably an excellent like festival band 
you know, like a daytime set of just great funk music, you know, listen to some of their studio stuff, listen to some of their live stuff. I can say that of the bands I'm going to be talking about today, that Yam Yam is going to fall dead last in terms of pushing things into like a type two jam world. They're not. If most of their tracks are going to fall somewhere between like five, 10 minutes, they may have a song that's like north of 12 minutes once in a set, maybe where, you know, even Ghost Light is going to be crossing over into longer jams. Litz is definitely going to be going 15, 20 minutes on a couple jams. Tand actually probably going the longest on their jamming, actually. They're probably jamming the most. Yam Yam the least. Uh, but here's the thing. It's tight, dope funk music. It shifts. It changes. And where other bands are just kind of writing first chorus stuff and, you know, should be getting more complicated, Yam Yam's not falling back on any kind of composition norms. They just want to make cool, funky music, and they got a great band featuring a guy who named Tom Fuller, who is their guitar player, who's like fantastic. Like it, this band is so good. And then this, a lot of these songs will open up and then it'll just be this like showcase for this guitar player to just shred. And he's so tight and he's so good. So uh, that's really fun about this band. Just a really good time. And yeah, again, uh, kind of unique. Funk is really in right now with jam bands. And it's nice just for like a band to come along and just be like, nope, we're sticking to this. We're just going to try to make new, exciting, really danceable funk music and uh, and do it just super studio tight. So I know that they are already getting a ton of attention. I'm not sure how many years they've been around, but they are coming out of Pennsylvania and they're really awesome. So check them out. And last but not least... My final band of my top five new jam bands. I don't think you've heard of them. Not to be that like cool guy who knows music you don't know about. But uh, I had to do a lot of research and listen to a lot of stuff. And this band was towards the end of my listening. I had other bands that I thought I was going to put in the top five. And then I stumbled into this band and I listened to a bunch of their stuff. And, and as of today, I don't know if this is going to age well. I don't know when you're listening to this, but as of today, for me, in 2022, I can tell you that that this next band is now the number one band that I want to see live. And that band is Disgo. Disgo is coming out of Bloomington, Indiana. Kind of a kind of a weird thing. You don't hear about that often. That I, I found that kind of odd that we got its dope jam band. But then I think about it. Bloomington is a super dope place, actually. I have friends who go and do comedy out there and they just rave about it. They say it's just such a cool town and the people are great out there and the whole vibe Bloomington is happy. So they got a jam band and they're awesome. They're really fucking awesome. Like their their songwriting is really, really good. I guess they've been a three piece for six years. There was uh, three of them, guitar, bass, and they did synth stuff and a drummer. And then they just this year added a keyboard player. It's guy Jake Evett. He's a piano player, singer to their group. And now they're a four piece and now they have my attention. Like they sound like a real complete unit. Everybody's great at their instruments. Most importantly, songwriting is great. Jamming is excellent. Really love their jams. I think that this this band has real potential their, their songwriting is, is catchy, and they take risks. A couple of weeks ago, I didn't even know 
who Disco was. And and now I'm totally on board. I I am super super excited about this band. And uh, you know they even got a guy with dreads, I believe, in the band. So you know, <laughs> checking all the boxes for a jam band. They're just dope, man. I, I don't know what to say, what else to say. I can't wait to check them out. I hope they come to California soon. Ultimately, what it comes down to with this list is. Are you original enough? Is your songwriting catchy, not cheesy? Are they great vehicles for jamming? And are you jamming them out hard? You know, this is what I'm looking for. So anyway, is that what I'm supposed to be looking for? I don't fucking know. But I'm excited for where Disco is going to Disco. Lastly, I'll leave you with this. When it comes to new jam bands, there's one thing that all new jam bands have in common, maybe to a fault. And that is, they all got a fucking PRS guitar. Every single one of the jam bands, and it's not all just the brand new jam bands, it's all jam bands at this point. I don't, everybody's got a PRS. And uh, I just saw my main man, Barber, bust out a PRS for the Stony Creek show. He's like the last fucking domino to fall. Uh, John Mayer, you know, Umphreys McGee. I will say that I totally get it. PRS, it's like a Strat, but skinnier neck, and it's faster, and I can shred super hard. The problem is, is that I kind of found when I was listening to so many of these jam bands that so many of their, like, guitar solos and tones all started sounding the same. And that's a bummer, because there's so many freaking guitars out there. Like, there's so many guitars, old and new, that you could get and build something even slightly unique. But, man, this... The PRS, it's starting to get old for me. I, it's it's getting, it's beyond played out. They are excellent. If, if you already locked it in that you're a PRS guy, then go with it, John Mayer. You all, you should. You really should. But if you're if you were a new guy coming to the scene, uh, hey man, I I implore you to not pick up a PRS. Uh, give yourself a fighting shot to sound uh, like something else, not like everybody else. So that's what I'm gonna leave with. Just my little hate on the PRS, which is not even hate. Like, I honestly, at some point, will buy myself a PRS. They, they're fucking sick. Uh, so that's it, guys. That is my top five new jam bands. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you check out these bands. Tell me what you think. Tell me what I got wrong. Tell me how I blew it. Uh, hit me up. Let me know. But uh, yeah, let's get the show going. All right. Our first guest today, his name is Rex, and he's the security guard who works at Starland Ballroom in New Jersey. And if you're a Disco Biscuit fan, then you are familiar with this wild place. So we're excited to speak with him. Let's bring him out here. Everybody, it's Rex. Rex, here you go. You can just take a seat right here. Thank you. I usually stand, so I guess I could take a seat. (sighs) That's right. Yeah, take a load off, my friend. Yeah, all right. Don't mind if I do. Oh, Damn, is that your gun? <laughs> Better believe it. All right, so let's get to it. You gotta, you gotta take that, or that thing's always gone off. Okay, I guess. Um, so Starland Ballroom in Sayerville, New Jersey. You know, Disco Biscuit fans, we call it Slayerville. Yeah, I heard that a couple times. You know, you guys aren't the only ones here. Call it that. Oh man, I thought we thought we were pretty pretty original with that. Yeah, no, yeah, no. Everybody calls it that. After the murders, of course. The murders. 
You didn't hear about the murders? No, I haven't. I don't really know much of the history of Starlin Ballroom. Well, yeah, it's been around since the 60s, actually. It was uh, originally known as the Journey Mill Inn, local bar with a banquet hall. I don't know if you know this, young man, but the Starlin Ballroom, actually, back in the 60s, that was called the Hunkabunka Ballroom. I did not know that. Hunkabunka. That's cool. Then in the 1980s, it was renamed Willie's. And, uh, and then uh, eventually become the Starlin Ballroom. So, that's fascinating. Is that going to be on the, the whole time? Well, yeah, I mean, I am technically still on my post right now, so I'm just taking a quick break. From New Jersey? We're in, we're in California. Yeah, well, you know, <sighs> still on the clock, so. All right. Are there, what are they even saying? It's so hard to even hear what they're, they're even saying on that thing. Well, one guy's talking to another guy right now, so one guy just said that he's going to be going around the perimeter. <clears throat> and then another guy said he's going to be staying inside. So, you know, we just do a lot of stuff in codes. Oh, yeah, yeah, 10-4, right? 10-4, that's right. Yeah, it's uh, that means message received. Yeah, yeah, 10-4, yeah, that one, that one I know. So, do you know, like, all the codes for all the different walkie-talkie codes or whatever? That is affirmative. All right, so what's, uh, I'll give you a little quiz. What's 10-1? Uh, yeah, that means uh, you're receiving the message poorly. Please uh, hit me with that one more time. Yeah, yeah, that, that makes sense because these things fucking sound like all fucking shit. Uh, okay, what does 10-2 mean? That means uh, you're receiving it well, loud and clear. Okay, 10-4, we know 10-4. What about 10-10? Uh, that one's make a wish. Make a wish? Yeah, well, we don't got 11s, we got 10s, so, you know, we don't do 11-11 make a wish, we do 10-10. So, if someone says 10-10, like, I'll do this, 10-10, and uh, right now, probably all my guys are making wishes. Oh, that's that's cute. What about 10-11? Uh, what does 10-11 in walkie-talkie mean? That means you're talking too rapidly, you're gonna need to slow it down, sir. What about 10-12? 10-12, that's, uh, yeah, we got visitors present, so... Quick talking about chicks. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, got it. What about 1013? Uh, 1013, well, hey, that means I picked up a baker's dozen of donuts, so roll on by. <laughs> One of my favorites right there. What about uh, 1020? Uh, that means I'm hungry. Yeah, so when I hit you with a 1020, it means I'm getting pretty hungry, your stomach rumbling. Okay, what about 1022? 1022, that's, uh, hey, you up? You know, wake up. Why you, uh, why you sleeping on the job? <laughs> okay, what you doing there, bud? Uh, what about 1023? 1023, that's, uh, stand by. Eh, stand with me there. Hold on a second, stand by. <laughs> uh, that means I'm probably on the shitter. <laughs> what about 1028? 1028, uh... I'm actually not sure with 1028, if that's, uh, what that one is. Well, 1028, that's just, that's just a fire 99 biscuit show right there. Well, you know, that sounds good to me. I'm not sure. I forget about 1028. What about 1030? 1030 means you got a hot chick on your left. Oh, you guys like say that to each other on the walkie talkies? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about 1033? Yeah, that's a hot chick behind you. Okay, so am I assuming that uh, 1031 is hot chick to your right? Yeah, it's affirmative. And 1032 would be hot chick right in front of you. 
Correct. Yeah, yeah, that would be right in front of you. Don't use that one too much because usually we can see the hot chicks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right there in front of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get it now. Okay, I'm starting to pick up on it. What about 1037? What is that in your in your world? 1037. Hold on one second. Yeah, okay. Uh, 1037. It's, uh, hey, where are you, dude? That was just a really hot chick who was here. <laughs> oh, that we're still in the hot chick thing. All the 30s are about hot chicks. Pretty much, yeah. All the 30s, 1030s, 1037. There was a hot chick right here. You totally missed her. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, let's move to the 40s. 1042. Come on, give me something good for, for 1042, Rex. Uh, 1042, that one is, uh, does the reflection make the water blue? <laughs> okay. I don't really get that one. Okay, no, that's pretty much what I was hoping it was going to be. What about a 10555? That one is Mike Gordon is ready for his hair and makeup. Oh, okay. All right, we're getting more specific here. What about 10666? Yeah, that's when my ex-wife shows up. <laughs> yeah, I hate her. Okay, all right. Yeah, that, okay. What about 10420? That's, uh, I smell weed. <laughs> smell that ganja, sticky icky. Gonna go find it out, stomp it out. That's what I'm gonna do with it. Definitely not smoke it. <laughs> tell you that much definitely not i know i know you rex you wouldn't do that <laughs> not me not me what else you got for me uh what about 10 311 i've gone down i've gone down that's a 311 i've gone down gone down 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 <laughs> all right what about a 1069 1069 that does not mean anything sir yeah that's a negative. Yeah, 10, 1069 is not part of our walkie-talkie system. Well, is there like a code for like 69 or Not to be like an idiot or anything, but is there like a code for 69ing? Yeah, that's a 1068. What? Yeah, that's when you're 69 and you want to let everybody know. It's way more discreet that way. Oh, okay. Yeah, also, no one really 69s that much. I mean, come on. Who's really 69 that much anymore? Who are you, in high school or whatever? <laughs> come on. No, yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. Not really as big as uh, a 1088, tell you that much. All right, what's a 1088? 1088? Yeah, that's, uh, I just ate some ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, kids are all about the eating ass, trust me. I've walked into quite a few uh, situations in the parking lot where there's just a lot of ass eating going on here. It's a 1088 for all the Gen Zers. And that's no cap. <laughs> all right. Okay. Uh, this is very informative, Rex. I really appreciate this, man. This is this is crazy stuff. I didn't think we were going to be talking about your walkie-talkies the whole time. But but I, this is really fascinating, man. Oh, yeah. Happy to do it anytime. Honestly. I You know. I'm on the clock, so. <laughs> What's a 10101? Is that anything? That says, that's when you got a biscuit kid who's deep in a ketamine hole and uh, he's taken up and blocking one of the bathroom stalls. <laughs> That's usually when that call comes in. Yeah, hold on, I gotta take this. Hold on. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, I'll be there in a couple of minutes. Well, who was that? Yeah, it's one of my guys that were starling. You say you're gonna be there in a couple of minutes? Yeah, when a security guard tells you he's gonna be there in a couple of minutes, <laughs> That's gonna be a couple hours. <laughs> Shit, man. What did he, what did he call in? He called in at 10102 actually. 
What's a what's a ten one oh two? I've been absolutely swarmed by a pack of unruly wooks. Oh man, damn. Yeah, that shit goes down in Starland, I bet. All the time, unfortunately. Yeah, he's getting he's getting hit pretty hard by the wooks, but uh, you know he's got backup. He's not gonna need me for a couple uh, a couple of days. So these these one hundreds are getting a little more specific. Uh, what, what's one oh what's a ten one oh three? That's uh, one oh three. That's uh, hey, I've become completely overcome by the smell of patchouli and body odor, and I need backup to pick me up off the floor. <laughs> Oh man, Rex, are these? Are you serious with me? Or are you fucking with me right now? Now these are 100% in the book. Yeah, this is what you study. Oh, all right. What's a 10104 there, my studious security guard? 104. That is uh, groupies have uh, broken uh, through into the backstage. They have uh, and they are tearing the place apart, looking for Aaron Magner. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that that's that happens, right? Yeah, you know, you can't have a guy like Aaron Magner walking around backstage and not have a couple of chicks just throwing them, absolutely throwing themselves at him. Yeah, it's it's a whole, it's it's uh, it's disappointing. All right, man, what's a ten one oh five? That's uh, Barber's in a food coma. Yeah, yeah, Barber's uh, and one too many of our delicious Starland ballroom chicken tenders so yeah that'll do it to anybody but uh yeah barber often will be in a food coma so we got to help him out of that from time to time hold on i just gotta take a look at this but the dave i am so sorry but i am getting an emergency and i gotta be back at the ballroom here oh well what's going on i got a 1082 oh what's that code for yeah i got nitrous mafia outside in the parking lot so <laughs> Gotta get that handled. I guess you're gonna have to go and rough those dudes up, huh? <laughs> no, 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 nothing like that. No, they give us a good deal. One uh, one for $5, so can't really pass that up, you know? <laughs> oh my God, one for five? Yeah, one for five. Yeah, believe it or not. I thought they don't even do deals. Perks of the job, my dude. Oh man, Rex. Okay, well, I understand you gotta go. Rex, uh, pleasure, man. Thanks so much, Rex, for coming by and giving a breakdown to all of our listeners of the various codes that security guards use. Walkie-talkies. Now, we'll know when we hear a 10101 and know that someone's K'd out in the bathroom stall. That's correct. That's a 101. Well, I- I'd love if you could come back and talk more. I'd love to get into it with you in the future, talking more about maybe some of your some of your finest uh, stories uh, work in security at, at Starling Ballroom, if that's something we could do in the future. Ten for that. All right, uh, great. That's what I like to hear. Give it up for Rex, the security guard. Hey, have a good one there, ladies and gents. All right, that was fascinating stuff. All right, our next guest on the Lot Scene Podcast today, two members of my favorite band. The Disco Biscuits, everybody give it up for Mark Brownstein and John the Barber Gutwillig. Above the day. Hey, above the day, how we doing? Hey, boys. Good to have you. Take a seat. Sit down. Get comfy. All right. right, Okay. So what's going on? What's new with you guys? Got so much stuff to tell the fans, so we're really excited. Oh, man, that's, that's what I'm hearing, which, dude, I love that you come here to to tell the fans what's going on with the Disco Biscuits, that uh, truly is an honor of mine. So, well, I mean, where else were we going to go? You know, I try to tell people uh, about it, you know, in the metaverse, but no one's really over there. Yeah, that people aren't really over there too much yet, huh? Not, not yet. I would go over there, but I don't have the time. I've got a kid. 
and I'm teaching them chemistry right now. Don't have the time to go to the metaverse. Sorry, folks. Ah, you don't have to be sorry, Bob. It's, it's all right. There's, it's not much going on just yet. I, I know you did some some shows at a brewery. You did some festival slots. And we got New Year's coming up in Chicago, right? We're coming back to Chicago. Love the sandwiches. Love the pizza. Can't wait to eat until I fall asleep, folks. That's right. Love the food. And it's cold. It's going to be a cold, you know, cold one in Chicago. But uh, I guess, you know, that's nothing compared to where you're going to be next year. Early next year, you're going to be in Iceland. Oh, my God. Yeah, we're going to be in Iceland, baby. We're going to be in a city. Can't pronounce the name. I know it's long. Something like Vikinikik. Vikinik. Something like that. Going to be great off the charts, folks. Man, Iceland, it's just, uh, you know, I'm a little butthurt. Not going to lie, guys. A little butthurt about the Iceland thing. <laughs> I'm a California guy, right? So we've been just, I don't know, begging for California shows for like a decade. And, uh, you know, you never give us California, ever. I don't know what you're scared of. But instead, you hit us with Iceland, which even further. So a little bitter about it. It can all be made up to us if you just make some California dates. That's all. That's all you got to do. And then we're happy again. We won't bug you for like, you know, two, three months. Well, I mean, we got some big plans and I want to tell you what we're doing. Okay. We got some stuff coming down. I think you're going to like it. You think I'm going to like it? I don't know, but I, but I, but I still want to tell you everybody what it is. I don't know if you're going to like it, but you know, some people are going to like it. We heard you. You wanted Iceland. We gave you Iceland. People wanted Iceland. Just just let him, let him do his thing. Anyway, that you wanted Iceland. What's next? I'll tell you what's next, folks. We're going to Greenland. Greenland? And then we're going to Ireland. And then we're going to England. And then we're going to New Zealand. Barbara, are you just saying other places that have the word land in it? And then we're going to Land of Lakes. It's a biscuit world tour, folks. And we're going to jam in all these different countries. And we're going to be throwing touchdowns all day. Holy shit. Man, you booked an entire world tour just uh, on on countries that have the word land in it. That's right, folks. Yeah, we did that. Yeah, we did that. And, okay, so so none of that is California. But but that's great. International biscuits, man. I, people in New Zealand are so pumped right now. Which I think, uh, I think, let me check. Yeah, I have zero listeners there, but that I can assume that uh, when they do hear uh, that the three of them will be really super pumped about that. I know, I know. And to the three people who live in New Zealand who are Disco Biscuit fans, even passive ones, get ready. We're coming and performing. We haven't booked uh, the venues yet, but trust me, our management never fails. We got this. Done. It's basically done, folks. Just waiting to call back on Lando Lakes. Well, Barbara, Lando Lakes is not. Uh, yeah, no, no, you just tell them it was. Tell them it's a real place. No, I uh, know. I good luck with the Lando Lakes, man. I'm sure. I'm sure they'll get back to you. I go through about 14 sticks of their butter every single week, folks. So they're gonna call. All right. So here's the thing. Okay. First, we come back from Iceland before we go on the world tour. Okay. First, we come in back from Iceland, and then before we go into the international tour, above the date, we are going on an arena tour. Really? You guys are that big now that you're playing arenas? Well, we mean we did a baseball stadium, right, during COVID, right? Oh, yeah, of course. That live stream was, gave all of us life. That was amazing. Yeah, and we, and we loved that. We loved doing the baseball stadium. And then, you know, we go to High Sierra, and we performed on a football field. 
don't know if you knew that, but yeah, I did hear that you guys performed on this like huge football field there. Yeah, so we got it thinking, you know, let's do a whole biscuit tour on various fields. So we got a tour starting on various fields or sports arenas. Oh, okay. So it's got to be some type of sporting arena. That's right. That's right. So we're starting the tour in Delaware at the Youth Hockey Center in Dover. And we're going to be doing three sets on the ice. On ice? That's right. On skates. On skates, folks. Never seen anything like it. Gonna be wearing skates. Slipping, sliding, and shredding, folks. Wow. See, this this is the creativity I love with you guys, man. Then it's over to Albany, New York. We're going back. The palace? No, no, no. Arenas only. That's right. That's right. Two nights, though, at the McKellen Boxing Arena, where we will be playing inside the ring while an active fight goes on around us. Are you fucking serious? Serious as my hemorrhoid condition above the day. They couldn't be more serious. So you're telling me two guys are going to be boxing in a ring and you're going to be playing in that very same ring and they're going to have to like box around you? That's right. They knock into us. We got to keep playing. Wow. It's called King of the World. And it's going to be complete insanity, folks. You haven't seen anything until you've seen me take a haymaker to the face during a six space burn. That is bonkers. Holy shit. I, that's, man, good luck, man. I hope you guys stay safe with that one. Yeah, oh, we're, we're, we're going to be fine. We're going to be wearing helmets or whatever. And then we're going to be heading to Brooklyn, BK, LYN to do a show inside Rutgers Park. That's right, Rutgers Park. We're calling it Mindless Dribble, folks. That's right. And at set break, we the Biscuits plus Andy Shapiro will be going five on five Against Lotus, folks. Whoa, that's right. Yeah, and we got Orchard Lounge. They're uh, they're gonna be the referees, naturally. Yeah, you gotta you gotta do that. There's gonna be a whole lot of jamming, and I'm not just talking about basketball, folks. <laughs> hey, all right, there he is. Just wrote that one in the green room. Nice. So then, what are you guys doing? Well, then we're heading to the beach, Virginia Beach. Oh, cool. Tell all my virgins, here we come. I don't, I don't know if that's, I don't, I don't know if you call them virgins. Pretty sure you do, about the Dave. Anyway, yeah. So we're going to the Virginia Beach Fieldhouse for three nights of biscuits and beach volleyball. We're serving up something hot, folks. And we hope y'all will rally out. <laughs> Ooh, baby, he's on fire. Touchdowns all day. Yeah, we will really be up there jamming. Without a net. Hey, okay, okay, all right, okay. enough. Well, I thought it was pretty good. All right, it's getting a little little cheese. Okay, so, okay, okay, we're giving you three nights of biscuits in Virginia Beach. It's during an annual women's beach volleyball tournament, okay? We're calling it, and the ladies were the rest of the nights. Sick, okay, I love that, man. Oh, awesome stuff, guys. Anything else? Yes. And then we wrap up the sports arena tour with our most ambitious run in biscuitry. Uh, were you just trying to combine bisco and history right there? Yeah. It's not, it's not really as fluid as fishtery. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't really roll off the tongue. Biscuitry. Anyway, yeah, it's gonna be huge. Okay, let's have it. Okay, we're heading to Tennessee. Not California? Just to check? Not California. We're going to Tennessee 
for 18 holes. Say what? That's right, folks. We're headed to the Spring Creek Range, a golf course in Tennessee, where we will be doing one song on the first. That's right. And then we play a round of golf. Okay. At hole number two, folks, another setup is already there of all of our instruments. We sit down, we play another heater jam, throw some touchdowns, and then we play a round of golf again. So wait, you have, you have to hit around your instruments I, that on the, on, on the green of every hole? No, I mean, the, the instruments are off the green by the hole. Oh, okay. So everyone is just going to walk with you as you golf? That's right, folks. We're calling it the grass is on the 18th green. And it's going to be an entire Sunday afternoon and evening of golfing, walking around while high on ketamine. If you're a fan of that, <clears throat> I just smoke weed right now. And it's a way for me to showcase all of my guitars and play all of them in one show. So that's right. Pretty good, and, folks. And uh, Orchard Lounge will be caddying us. Uh, of course, yeah, gotta have gotta have Orchard Lounge there in some capacity. Gotta have Orchard Lounge. So they said they would be the, our caddies. We're thrilled. Uh-oh. Uh, what's wrong, Barbara? Just got a text from my wife. What is it? Did you leave another steak burning on the grill? Oh, and that's another brownie. Oh, damn. Dude, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what she's telling me. Wait, you left a steak on the grill and you came to the studio? That's right, folks. Did she send you a picture? Let me see that. Oh, God. Yeah, that, is that a steak or a football? <laughs> it looks like you're throwing interceptions. Oh, and that's another brownie. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> well, I gotta go do that. Yeah, actually, uh, totally. Is that all the updates you have for us? That's it. That's what we got. Nothing nothing West Coast, huh? Nothing West Coast yet above the day. We're, we're working on it. I've, I'm sure you are. Well, it was a pleasure. Thank you guys so much for coming by. Uh, and very excited about all the all the tour dates. I'm sure everybody's super pumped about it. And uh, so everybody from all over the country and the world, everywhere but California, can be very excited about all of these updates. Lando Lakes, we're coming for you, folks. All right, everybody, give it up for Mark Brownstein and John Gutwillig of the Disco Biscuits. See you later, Buckley. All right, and our final guest of the day. This guy is an exceptional musician, exceptional songwriter. He is a founding member of one of the most successful jam bands who have merged so many sounds and have built up such a huge following. And we are so excited for him to be here. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Bill Nershi. Bill, thank you for coming here. Lutzeeners! Lutzeeners! How we doing today? Happy people! Hey, Bill, yeah, I love that energy, man. All right, Lutzeeners! Can you hear me? Can you hear me, Lutzeeners? <laughs> Dude, I love that, man. Woo, I love that freaking energy. It's such a pleasure to be here above the day. And to all the listeners, my happy people, all right. Oh. So, Bill, man, you're in uh, such a great band, String Cheese Incident, 
And I know you guys were doing tons of cool stuff during the pandemic for your fans. One of the things I thought was really interesting was that you started doing stuff on the app Cameo for a while there. Tell me, tell me about that. What, what was that all about? Well, it sure was. Yeah, it was fun at first, you know. But I was hoping, you know, to be like wishing people their, their birthdays, like happy birthday, say hello. But... But all people wanted me to do was all sorts of wacky sexual stuff. Uh, you know, like, Bill, could you take off your shirt? And, hey, Bill, smack your ass for the camera. And I was like, whoa there, happy crazy people. Let's just pipe down with the demands. Oh, wow. So I guess you... You turned those requests down, obviously, right? Oh, no. No, no, I did the requests. But I said, this is the last time I'm going to do that. You hear that? You degenerates out there. <laughs> oh, yeah. You hear that? You degenerates out there trying to pay thousands of dollars to get Bill Nershi to deep throat a cucumber? No more. Okay? No more of that. Okay? That's, we're hearing it. Buck stops here on that. Well, 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 hold on. I mean, if we're talking thousands of dollars, <laughs> I'll put that cucumber wherever you need, my happy shiny people. Oh. <laughs> so, Bill, String Cheese Incident is one of the biggest and best jam bands. And you also throw some of the best parties of the year, namely Electric Forest Festival, which this year had maybe the best lineup of any festival. Absolutely insane, man. Such a good time! Oh, yeah. And you guys do Halloween, which is always just rocking a massive lineup. And both are mainstays in our scene and, and beyond. I mean, you guys are doing so much cool shit. What, what's the highlight, Bill, of your year musically? Well, actually, these days, it's playing with my beautiful wife, Jill. Yeah, we're doing shows now together as a group called Partnership. You see what I'm... See? But we capitalize the words nurshi out of the word partnership, you see? So if you take nurshi, right? No, I see. You got the word nurshi, which is you and Jill's last name, right? Yeah, you get it. You get it, happy people. Yeah, and then you... And then you... And then you made... You found that that word... Uh, that your last name also fits in the word partnership, which is what you guys are. You get it. <laughs> yes! You get it. You get it. Yeah, no, we, we got it. We got it. Kind of wild, huh? Yeah. Jim found that one. I was like, whoa. So, so you're telling me that, that, the, that you and Jill playing small shows from time to time, uh, that is your... Your peak musically these days for you right now? Cheers above the Dave, because I've always been playing music for just one purpose. Uh, the chicks? Exactly, my dude! The chicks! Oh, love the babes! Love the babes! <laughs> love the happy babes! So every gig I do with my wife means a gig I'll most likely get laid after. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So great. Well, I don't know if you heard, but uh, last week, Michael Kang came by, your incredible bandmate, and unfortunately, he did get sucked into a portal. 
that goes to Gamehenge uh, that is currently in our janitor's closet. So I think you actually might be on your own for a little bit, Bill. Uh, so maybe more shows with Jill. I don't know. I did hear that, but you know, I'm not worried about Kang. <laughs> You're not? No, you'll be fine. He, he's going to be fine? How do you know that? Oh, yeah. No, he was a ski patrolman at Steamboat for years. He can handle any mountain there is. Right? Happy people, right? You can shrimp the gnar. He's got it. Well, I mean, I like that faith, man. That's the positivity we need. I, we are hoping that Michael Kang does return from Gamehenge, so... Uh, all right, people, he's gonna return, I'll tell you that much. Bill, when I was doing a little research for this interview, I came across something which I'd never seen before. I have seen String Cheese Incident a few times. I'm not gonna say that I know everything about you guys, but I did find that that some people call you Bill Hershey Nershey. Is it just because it rhymes with nursery? I don't really... What's that all about? Oh, no! It's because of my farting! <laughs> oh, he's dropping Hershey's Squares! Happy people! <laughs> oh, sure. Okay, yeah, that... that. See, at least that makes sense. Uh, Bill, is there anything you want to say to the cheeseheads listening right now? Oh, the cheeseheads, my people, my happy people. Yes, well, you know, happy people, I hope you're having a good day. And we love playing for you and fiddling the fiddle, tweeting the twiddle, tickling the ivories, banging the banjos, batting the bungos, slapping the asses. Uh, what? No! Slapping the bass! We don't want that kind of incident above the day. The only ass that's gonna be slapping is your boy Billy here if you're gonna be paying me mucho dinero! I'll be slapping my ass till dawn! <laughs> oh, happy people! <laughs> Alright everybody, give it up for Bill Nershi. All right, everybody, that has been episode 23 of the Lot Scene Podcast. I want to thank all of my guests today, Rex, the security guard of Starlin Ballroom, Mark Brownstein, and John Gutwillig of the Disco Biscuits for coming in, and finally, Bill Nershi of String Cheese Incident. Next week, we're going to get up close and personal with Above the Dave. That's right, we're going to be talking about boofoscopies. Yeah. I'm a dude in my 40s, so we got to talk about my experience getting a finger in my butt. And speaking of boofing, then we're going to have a favorite of the Lot Scene podcast come by, and that is Sunshine. She's going to be talking about her new fall and winter line of Etsy merch. And then after that, we are going to be speaking with none other than the man himself, O'Teal fucking Burbridge. That's right. Such a huge fan of the Almond Brothers. And uh, I feel like I grew up with this guy. So excited to have him on the podcast. So please check us out next week for all of that fun. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. And I will see you soon on the next episode of The Lot 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 L